Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Drop the Hammer. I'm your uh, co-host, Dylan. And I'm Brandon. And today we got a great episode on store for you. We got multiple segments I think you're going to love. Uh, we are pushing back the uh, tournament for another week. We want to just have that nice and perfect for you guys, like how we had the horror movie character bracket. Uh, we don't think it's at this level that it needs to be, but uh, by next week it should be up and running, and that should be a whole entire episode. But with that said, we're actually going to jump back into a uh, topic that we've been discussing on, like, what, three episodes now? Um, two or three. Two Something or three. like that, yeah. Uh, we're actually going to get back and talking about Grays, which is a form of an alien, which is, like, I believe nine out of ten times when you're abducted, those are the main aliens that are doing it. Uh, there's reptilian aliens, but I'm pretty sure they're, like, kind of made up. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the the whole reptilian. Well, if you look at uh, <laughs> the movie um, with Will Ferrell, where he's like, oh, land upon land, of, land, land of lost. lost, yeah, and they're, they're, those are the reptilian aliens, I think, and they just look really ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, but with that said, we actually uh, are going to get back into talking about some aliens, and I'm pretty excited about this because Brandon's got an excellent story to tell you guys about. The very first alien abduction to be recorded. No, this isn't a new story. This is something I stumbled upon because I hadn't really seen that much about it, and I thought it was kind of fascinating. Um, it's about Barney and Betty Hill, the their abduction story that happened in September of 1961. Uh, it was the White Mountains on their way back to New Hampshire. They were in Canada passing through the White Mountains, again, going back to New Hampshire. Um... What's crazy about the story is the, how detailed it is and the fact that the United States Air Force kind of, uh, they're, they go with the story. Like they, they have proof that there was something in the area, there was something on radar, and it's just, it's kind of mind-blowing because it's, it's very descriptive, the whole story is. You guys should j definitely check out the documentary, both Betty and Bill are on it. Um, she gets hypnotized, and I think so does he. It's it's very unique. It's very descriptive. Um, it's actually kind of eerie. It made the arm, uh, the hair on my arm stand up. But um, the story is basically that they were traveling back from vacation, and they noticed something wasn't right. And Betty noticed like a cluster of stars, and it seemed to be like moving towards them. Um, I think Bill gets out of his car and actually like tries to investigate it and he just feels wrong about it and has to run back to the car well they wind up missing time like there's like two hours that they can't explain like at one point i don't remember the times i'm just kind of throwing it out there right now that let's say they say it was like eight o'clock well they like were 35 more miles down the road and it was like 10 53. they had like two hours you know a little over two hours of missing time to me i find that fascinating the whole missing time uh, theory well, I think that's just crazy that they were on gun for a short period of time where other people have been abducted for days, days on, on end. end. Yeah. And it's just crazy that they're like, okay, we'll just lose them, we'll keep them for like two hours and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, that just blows my mind that they weren't only kept for two hours. Well, um, and I, I feel like they, like, they remember a little bit of like what happened. Like, they can describe what they saw. It was like a pancake sauced, like, like saucer disc. I know that they know sure that, they but then they're... What's that? Are you sure they just weren't at Denny's? No, I know they weren't at Denny's. You know, I don't think Denny's was there in the middle of nowhere in 1961. It might be. I don't think It so. is Canada, so... That's more of like an American thing. Oh, well, Canada is Denny's. good for Denny's? I don't know if they have <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. But, um, yeah, 
they're the way they describe the aliens too like evidently when she was uh hypnotized that they were creatures they had slanted eyes and that they had taken them aboard their ship for experiments um i don't know how i feel about it i don't know if it's a real story or not but the fact that the united states air force actually has documentation that they had something on radar exactly at the spot where they were abducted and things like that that coincide with the story it makes you think that like maybe you know we're not alone yeah well i know we're not alone now because you know like what we've been talking about with the aliens we obviously know we're not alone but this this story right here maybe these guys were actually telling the truth and this is where like you think about it now, maybe there's not as many abductions now because everybody is like a professional photographer because everyone basically from like the age of 14, 15, 16 and up has a cell phone that has like a nice camera on it. So maybe they know about that stuff, you know, and... Well, maybe know. they come down for it because they probably do know that we have that technology. Maybe they just do it to satanta us saying, we're out there, we're watching you, and we can come for you at any time you want. I don't know if it's more of a, I don't know. Do you really think it's a taunting thing, or do you think that they're trying to educate us and tell us that, like, you we're don't need alone. to fight each other. There's no reason to work a nine-to-five. Like, th- these things are silly the way that you guys live, you know? Like, that per- is personally how I feel. I feel like the way that we live... The way that we do things is silly. The way that the government is set up is silly. And I feel like that that might be one of the things that they could educate us on further is like how to actually self-sustain and everyone get along and, and be able to enjoy high technology. Nobody would have to live in poverty. It's all Everyone's equal because we all are born. We all live, you know, we're all breathing creatures, you know, like. Well, you actually did spark something up because they do live in harmony, harmony together. Because mm-hmm. you don't really hear about like aliens fighting aliens. Well, no, but I mean, they could be. We don't know that because they could be like living very, very, very far away. You know, like they yeah, they see. could be living the Star Wars life. <laughs> but we don't hear about we. You know, obviously, we're not going to hear about it because we don't have like their newspaper articles and shit. <laughs> this just in: Billy from Area Six Two Six Two Six just died. Right, it. Um, but to me, that it's very fascinating. I, I really think that that's something that, within the next five years, this is going to be a bigger subject. I, I really feel like this is something that we are just getting the edge of. We don't have that full envelope open yet. We've just got the edge of it open. I think our government knows more. I think they they know more than what they're telling us. And I think. I think in our lifetime, just like I previously stated on past podcasts, we're going to know what's going on. Well, I just want to touch on that. Like, I know we touched on it before, but I just think it's crazy that no one's, like, making a bigger deal out of this than what it's supposed to be. And I think right. the government did that during this time to, like, maybe if we slip this in, it won't be as big of a deal later on. And they can't say that we didn't tell them that aliens exist or, you know... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. I, I get that, too. But it also makes me wonder, like, like, it, would they come here for peace? Do you think that's something that they would do? I, that's where I'm a little tossed up at. Because they could either be coming for peace or to be, like, annihilating the human race. Because uh, I believe if you talk to, like, I don't know if it's a fact, I just know from the movie Signs, like they said that either aliens come for war or for peace. Right. 
And I know it's a movie, but at the same time, they do go and do their research on before they apply it to a movie. That's just coming from my perspective because I am a filmmaker and I have to research certain things to be accurate on, like, say I want to kill someone, how would I do it this way in a practical right. way? Uh, but, like, I don't know. I think I honestly think they could be coming down to hurt us more than anything because they're abducting <clears throat> us right now, researching us and trying to figure us out. I would hope it would be more along the lines of they're abducting us because they're, like, just interviewing us and, like, trying to fill us out on, like, why do you fight each other? Like, why do you do these things? Well, then why aren't they abducting, like, big powerful officials instead of us? Because they're family? liars. Like, why would they want to? I wouldn't want to. Like, I think they, I think, honestly, if you think about it, I, like I, like I said previously, I think that the government knows more than what they're telling, and I honestly think that aliens are probably here even living in the Earth, and you might have even met one, and you just don't know it, you know? Like, I don't think it's far-fetched to say that, that maybe they live in, you know, a civilization that's not far different, different. from ours, you know? Like, they have struggles just like we do, and they just wanted to leave, and they came here, and... They got into our society and they just live here to live their life, you know? Like, why is that so crazy to think that that could happen? That it's not what we think where it's like this giant, crazy, intelligent people that abduct us and probe our assholes. It's, you know, it's n it, nothing like that. What if they're just like us and they just got away from their planet to live, you know? It, it, it's mind-blowing, but... Yeah. It could be that simple that it's that devastatingly small of a theory, you know, that, that small thing. That they don't have special technology and ray guns and they can't beam me up Scotty and shit like that. Like, they're just... But at the same time, you can't really say they can't do that stuff. Well, I'm not when, saying that, like, I'm talking about, like, they just... They, they don't have spaceships and shit, oh, okay. you know? You're talking about the weaponry. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying, what if they're just normal people? Could be. I mean, think about it to their eyes, to us... Or to We're them, from them to us, we probably look like ridiculous. You know, think about it. Man. Why does this one look like a hipster and this one over here is bald and fat? But they don't know that stuff. Yeah. I mean, think about that and that that whole thing too. Coming from another place, going to, and that could even happen in this in this planet too, with the species of humans that we have here. You take someone from Africa that lives in like a tribe that doesn't know nothing about cell phones and stuff like that, and they see the way that people like you and I dress, they think you know this is crazy that people dress like this, that they do these things. They probably think that we're rude. So like stuff like that even happens here. You told me to put myself in asylum. <laughs> that is, that's my computer. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. It's okay. Anyway, yeah, that's all I've got on that. Like, that's uh, my whole so what, spiel here. Let me ask you this. If you were to be abducted, what would you do? I don't think uh, we would know. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, I'm just saying, like, hypothetically, what do you think happens when you're abducted? Like, I know you said that you think... I mean, I questions. feel like I already went over it. Like, I feel like maybe it's just an interview process of, like... No, I know you said that, but I mean, like... Okay, think of it's happening to you. Mm -hmm. What's going through your mind? Fear, I'm sure. It's the unknown. Like, I mean, I'm sure that's the same thing you would go through as you're, no, I'd be like, you're afraid. You're, I doubt that's what's going to happen. I'm sure you're, that's going to be the last thing you're thinking of. If someone came into your room and they started, like, grabbing you to take you to your their thing, that you know, fear. Sure. You know? Yeah, it's definitely fear. <laughs> you know? All right, well, you know, got to shoot my shot when I got it. So let's convert this talk into a little bit more music instead of aliens and relying all on aliens. Uh, we said on the last podcast that we would have a Chester replacement who we think would work best. 
Uh, I'm going to spin it off to you first to see who you would pick. <clears throat> Are we going to do like a five or just like a couple that we can think of off the top of our head? Yeah, let's do it. Um, who are you thinking off the top of your head at the moment? Um, right now, I can say I really feel strongly about some of the rumors I've read online. I think M Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold would be cool to slide in there for maybe a tour or two. I just don't know with the way his voice is so deep. He's already sang with him. He, yeah. It's amazing. He sounds great. Really? I, yeah, the I tribute haven't... show. you got to get into it. It's okay. great. He, he sounds really good with them. I could see them doing some stuff with him. Him and Mike Shinoda bantering back and forth like the rap with the, you know, his metal voice. I think that would go great. And again, they've already performed with each other, so they've already got kind of a chemistry built up. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's one of the main ones I've been thinking about. Um, I couldn't really honestly see too many. I mean, you've got to have like a really powerful ballad voice. Maybe um, the lead singer of uh, Bring Me the Horizon, Ollie Sykes, because they've already performed together, and he did really pretty good with them, and they have chemistry. I can see the bass guitarist from Amity Affliction doing it, because uh, uh, he has that like kind of... He can't scream, though. Like You've got to have that... You have to be able to nail. That's the thing I think they're looking for. When because Phoenix has already stated that they're they are recording music right now, um, and they're writing music you know constantly. Mm -hmm. But I I'm stating right now on from my perspective, you can't just have someone come in that might be able to do. You have to if you're Lincoln Park, you're one of the greatest bands of all time. You've sold out. You've had number ones on every single platform. You've set so many records, pop, rap. Uh, hard rock, heavy metal, pop, like you've had a, a number one hit in everything. You're the first band to ever do that. You can't just bring some Joe Blow in that can kind of sing like Chester. You have to hit the mark if you're going to keep repeating the process of before. So that's why, I mean, <clears throat> no offense to Amity Affliction, but I don't think that he would leave his band anyway because I feel like they're on their own stride, mm. and I feel like they're doing good enough that he wouldn't he wouldn't abandon his band to go tour with another band when they could be touring themselves. Whereas like M Shadows, I feel like this is like an opportunity for him. Like they've been there, they've done it all. Like this could be fun for him. It'd be something different, you know. A couple tours with them, you know. Also simultaneously do a couple tour dates with Avenged Sevenfold, um, you know. Same thing with Ollie Sykes, you know, Bring Me the uh, Horizon. They've got a, quite a few CDs out. He's done a lot of stuff. He's actually sang with the band, performed with them live, and he's done really well. Um, somebody else I think that would be cool, and I don't know how they feel about it, but um, the lead singer of Tool, I think that he could really nail a lot of the well, key parts there. The only problem is that they take so many breaks. Well, no, with touring, though, I think what they're trying to do is they want to knock out a couple tours, and I don't, I don't know, like, like I don't know too much about it. I just what I've, from what I've read, I think what they want to do though is knock out a couple tours, you know, one United States tour, and get back to the studio and write some music. Maybe not even including another singer. Like this might just be for Mike, and then like the guys in the group, and then just keep it them, and not bring some outside interference. And because you think. Lincoln Park was together for 20 years, almost. And actually, they were together for pretty much 20 years. 
why would they want to the chemistry that they've built up if they brought someone out from the outside in what if they don't like them all the stuff you have to think of all these questions that go into it so, so think just I think it would be I think it would be someone that they know more rather than some random person but also at that too I think that if they did tour and they did special guests it would be with bands that they're already touring with and then they could have let's say they did like a mega tour with Vince Sevenfold Corn. Um, no, yeah, no, that wouldn't happen. A Vince really? Fold Corn. I don't think they they've never toured with them before. I don't think they would do it now. Okay. I, I just feel like they're on two different playing fields. I feel like Slipknot's heavy metal, and I don't think that they would tour with them. I don't know. You never know. You can't say no, you never. You know, you wouldn't do it because you never know. It could happen. But I don't know if I could see Mike Shinoda and Corey. But I, 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 I would love it to happen. I think it would be great. Here, Corey up there singing Powerless. I think he has a good voice. I think he could nail all of the things that Chester did too, but it would be a different, you know, obviously Corey spin on it, you know, I, I think that would be cool too. But <clears throat> at the same time, I feel like that they would do the, like they could do a mega tour and have like, you know, the first performing band and they could have like a Vince Sevenfold Corn then them. Well, let's say that they have the first performer that like their opening opener gig, like let's just say it's Seven Dust for some reason or some smaller band like that. They, the lead singer of Seven Dust could come on and sing two songs. Then the lead singer of a Vince Sevenfold could come on and sing three songs. Then the Jonathan Davis from Cork could come on and sing four songs. And then they're off the stage and then uh, they do like four songs by themselves and then they bring all of them as a group up and they end the song, the show with like this grand finale where all three, four or five singers are up there singing like one song. To me, like that would be like the epiphany and I think that that would make Chester proud that they did this grand thing, you know, and I would pay to see it. I, w I wouldn't care what I had to pay. To me, I would pay to see that, you know. What do you think? Yeah, when you describe it like that, that would be a kick-ass show. Um, especially towards the end with everybody doing it, because being able to hear everybody trying to harmonize and pitch it, right. I think it would be awesome to see. Because I love all those bands, except for Seven Deaths I've never really I mean, even seen. System of a Down has worked with them. Like, you think about really? the band. Yeah, oh, yeah. Rebellion? You've never heard the song Rebellion? Dude, you've got to get more into their catalog. They've worked with so many artists that there's... It's, a, it's an endless line of people that they could actually get to do this tour shit they could add jay-z in on there too and then still do that oh, stuff jay-z worked really yeah, well with i know you know what i'm saying like they could get him in on there and they could add that in there as well i mean the options are limitless because i think that any band in the world would be honored to work with lincoln park because lincoln park opened up a different set a different genre if you will and it brought along bands that might have not even worked because if you think like you're a little you know younger high school and you're starting a band and that's your favorite band think about that how many bands did lincoln park influence from the years of 96 97 and on 98 you know and on you know think about that though those roots that they have planted they have educated so many bands on how to do things like you look at Amity Affliction and you look at the style that they have just saying two singers one's a screamer one's a softy that's that's Lincoln Park man that's how they do their shit you know they have that that bounce back forth you know of so many different styles I'm just saying there's so many bands that do that now but they're not the first band to do it though is the thing Think it, name well, a band before Lincoln Park that System does that System of a Down no before Lincoln Park System of a Down System of a Down has one singer 
No, they have two. Well, they they have well what I'm saying is they don't have rap. They don't have pop. Okay. They have they have the one lead singer. <laughs> they have a backup singer. Okay. Lincoln Park has a main singer, a main singer. Every single singer in the band, or every single position in the band, they all sing. They all backup vocal. Mike Shinoda raps and sings. So what other band has done that? None. Give me a minute. None. There's no. Um, there's not one other band that has done that. Okay, when you throw it when, out when there you on put the fly. a light, I mean seriously, do your research. Look it up. It, it's it's hard to actually put another band like Linkin Park on the map. There is none like them. That's why they are number one. That's why they they. I mean they're they're my favorite band of all time. Obviously. Yeah, you're gonna be but a little biased. I, I am gonna be a little biased here, but you have to look at what they did and you look at their their records. You look at what their records have done. How many platinum, double platinum records that they have. Their music speaks for itself. Like Metallica is a group. You look at the greats. Metallica, you know. Megadeth. Megadeth. Yeah, ACDC, we put them up there. You look at, but those are like, even that, that's still a different genre. You know, you look at those, uh, even other bands. Look at what? Look at Crossfade. No. No? I don't don't put them in that either because they're, I've listened to all their CDs and none of them, they're, they're still that rocky, like Rocky Rock, like Buck Cherry, Nickelback. Well, like one violence. Honestly, that would be closer to Lincoln Park actually than Crossfade because I've literally listened to Crossfade and it's more, like I said, Buck Cherry, Nickelbackish, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's hard to describe and it's something that's very hard to do. Like Slipknot is more closer to Lincoln Park than. You know, system of a down, things like that. Because Slipknot, Corey Taylor can rap like no other. I don't know if you've heard his raps; they're amazing. Well, he yeah, sings he fast, really fast in some of his songs. He's done raps with multiple uh, rap artists. Um, he's very good, you know, what he does. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, with that many members, and they all can sing, they all can do something special. I mean, shit. Chester was playing drums and guitar in, in songs. You don't see that stuff anymore. Name another band that can do what they do. You can't. Because there's only one Lincoln Park. That's why I state this again. If they were to go on tour, it would be something special. It would be something where they didn't want to ruin their brand. You know, mm-hmm. They would want the other bands to be on board with what they wanted to do. So That's the end of my rant. All right, guys, with that said, uh, if you want to disagree with Brandon and, like, leave a comment on our Facebooks. Goddamn, why do they only have to disagree? Why can't they agree, too? <laughs> Fine, if you guys want to agree to disagree. Why are you saying it like that, too? Do you disagree? Oh, no, I don't How do you agree. Feel? I, How do you... I, 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 I can see where you're coming from, but at the same time, I'm going to do my research and... You should. Like, I'm going to do my research before I start talking shit. You can't talk anything about me because I know. I've been there. I've lived it. I've seen them. I've done it. I've had every album, and I've done my research. Well, I... Listen Not to music. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, just message us, guys, and let us know what you think of what Brandon had to say. Do you think it'd be a good mix if they just don't bring anybody in and then just do features and then like have friends that they know, or do you think they should bring someone in and who would you bring in? Uh, like I said, leave us a comment. And you didn't say anybody who you thought they should bring in because everybody said you shot the fuck down. No, 
I said Emily Affliction bleed, so you're like, that's no, it. That's the only one. And I yeah, said, but then you went on your right. I said no. <laughs> I said no because I feel like their band is doing so well, well because I've, he wouldn't leave uh, that. Okay, I got a band that. You have to think of somebody like. Think of someone that would have have nothing to lose. What's that? The lead singer of, of Mice and Men. He does the bassist. He, I think he did. He does he, the I don't know. I thought that he quit because he heard his vocals. No, no, no. That's the that's uh, that's the main guy. That's the main guy that does all the screaming. I'm talking about their bassist who can do the screaming and singing. Like mm, uh, I don't know. There's if you look up their album Bones, he does a lot of singing on it, and he actually does really well. I can see him performing with Lincoln Park. Not replacing Chester because I don't think he could hit those high notes like Chester can. Um. I really don't know too many people off the top of my head that could do the role. I I was going to say Justin Bieber just to fuck with you, but even I know that would be a shitty thing to even say. That's like so much disrespect. Um, but uh, when I come back next episode, we're going to talk about this a little bit more. Yeah, we want to get to the bottom of who we think would be the new Lincoln Park singer. And then after that, we want you guys to vote to see who won. Me or Brian. Well, we don't really have to set it up like that, but if well, you I want to, that's fine, that. too. I want to like that. No, I'm joking, guys. Uh, we agree to disagree on this podcast, and it's okay. Even when Brennan's wrong. Sure. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, so you want to get into our uh, third segment? Yeah. Alrighty. So our third segment today, guys, is what scary movies motivate us, or like why do we like them, and how do they affect us in our lives? I can already name... One that you probably don't even know that I'm gonna say. Go, you go first. Yeah, go ahead. Like I'm gonna tell you why I picked Halloween. Halloween was the very first horror movie I've ever seen when I was a little boy, and it scared the shit out of me multiple times. And I kept watching it. Don't know why, but it scared the shit out of me every time. But then there was like one day where I watched the bonus features and how they made it all, and that like blew my mind. That was what inspired me to be go to film school and become a director, director slash editor. Um. I don't know what about it, but it just wanted me to influence, like, creating my own horror movie icon that could scare a generation for years. And have people like us talk about it and be right. like, who could win in a battle, this character or this character? Like, I want to leave a lasting impression with a character like Michael Myers has, or Jason Voorhees, or Freddy Krueger. I mean, nowadays, and like, it's I very think that's hard. what, like, there's so many people trying to do, like, it's going to be... Well, the hard thing <clears> is... I'm not shooting it down. I'm no, not, no, no, please, no. please don't think that that's what I'm doing. I'm just... Like, thinking, like, I just want to it would have to be something so unique because you think about it, like, there are so many multiple films on one thing. Like, you have, um, you have Michael Myers, you have Jason, you have Freddy, you have Leprechaun, you have, Leatherface. um, Leatherface, you have the Aliens, uh, from Aliens, you have Predator, you have all those. You think about, like, think it has to be something iconic like that, and it's just, like, you have to awe the audience. You have to awe them into submission to where they want to see that thing again. And it's almost like, is it, is it too hard? Is it unreachable? Is that unreachable? No. You know. I, I will tell you why it's not unreachable because people are just wanting to do remakes after remakes after remakes. No, but, I'm not saying even that. No, no. There, look at how many original films have come out now and have failed like because people. Look, I mean, there's a million of them. Like, you look at the zombie movies that have come out, all... I'm talking about the spectrum of horror movies that are just like, meh, like My Bloody Valentine. Uh, that was a great movie, like Questionable. Um, you look at, like, all the other ones that they've tried to do, and it's just like... 
they're not like an iconic role like those five six movies i just nailed off like are you going to be able to put yourself in the mount rushmore of horror movies like that kind of creature like the black lagoon you know the creature of the black lagoon like that essence that is something that's very hard to do you'd have to be so unique in doing that like you have to break that down like what does the audience want is it a good story is it easy to follow along is it believable and can there be a continuance into it how many movies can you get off of this one thing to me i feel like it's a failure today like you look when is the last time that someone has successfully made multiple movies within this from to 2000 2010 to the 2019 20 look at that the country franchise you've got one um and look at how many days of a year there are there's multiple production companies that are out there you have one that you can name right now that's why i'm saying look at how hard it is you have a country series right but think about it though people follow trends like when the country happened it was none but paranormal movies Now right. that the remakes like Halloween But you're not worried about that. You're a director on your own yeah. trying to come up with something. But that's what I'm saying though. It's hard to create something original with people. I just it. said that. Bro, you're confusing me. I'm not confusing I, you at all. I literally just said it's hard. It, I don't for think for you to do that. Yeah, it might be hard, but it's going to be worth it in the end. It is. I yeah. agree. That's what I'm getting at. It's okay. going to be it's, it'll be greatly worth worth it for you. Yeah. But what I'm stating is, is it's it's going to have to be something Well, I know someone's dying in my film now. What's that now? I said I now know who someone's dying in my film now. Oh God! Oh, just because I have an opinion. <laughs> Look at is oh. this death too iconic for you? <laughs> Ridiculous. No, I'm not that petty. Just a little bit. But yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I just, I think like that's I, I what I feel like. From. That's what the crowd wants, though, is something unique, something that brings them back, and they're like, I'm ready to see what this entity thing does again you know like i really wish they would have done a part two to 13 ghosts i think that would have been great that movie was fucking awesome no people I actually hated that ghosts. right huh you know a lot of people actually hated that i liked it oh, i, I thought it was cool it was original as hell yeah but people hated it because i think it was original and it didn't follow the trend of that time i understand trends and everything but that's what you have to do you can either follow the trend or you can be a trendsetter do you want to be well, a little trend too fat to be a trendsetter but you know okay if you're a director <laughs> they're not gonna see you so that's there you right. go <laughs> i am anyway but that's my, my okay so that's my thought on that but okay i'll get into mine when i was younger what got me into horror movies there i actually have two and um One was the Freddy Krueger series, The Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, me and my buddy watched all of them. He had a, like the whole series on VHS, and it was amazing. Like it was really cool, and we watched them all one weekend. Yes, and folks. Then, he did not mean to say DVD player. He did say VHS. Okay. Yeah, I'm 33, so it happens. Hey, I, I had to use VHS too. Okay. Like VHS, not DVD HS, like you said. <laughs> so V. VHS. I said VHS. He did, and I can't wait to rewind this shit and show you you did not say that. I had to use VHS too, okay? Anyway, because you have a great microphone, and it picked that shit up. V. My my other movie, which actually I think I liked better than the Freddy Krueger series, was The Lost Boys. That's a great series. I didn't care for the newer ones. No, no, no. There was no series back then. 
Here's Wall. You're talking about the original. Yes. Okay, but you said series. Yeah. That's only. No, 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 no. I didn't. I said the yeah. Lost Boys. No, you said series. Just rewind it right now. Pause no, no. Let's let's keep it going. Because you know what, what I said. <laughs> no. I said the law. Lo- I liked it better than the Freddy Krueger series, The Lost Boys. I like the Lost Boys. The original, the original, not that bullshit series, multiple movies. First of all, I was born in 1987, so I was like six or seven when I seen it. To me, like, it was like really cool because you got to see like that outsider's perspective of like a new person moving to town and then like the traumas of like, you know, going through dealing with a new space and then meeting new people and then like, oh shit. This isn't really new people. This is this. And my brother's a vampire. And I love the Frog Brothers in it. I actually own the DVD. It's it's great. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And in fact, it's probably like up there with the Goonies. Like, that's why I loved it. Yeah. Could you say that you like Finding Lost Boys? No, I can't say that. I can't say that at all. Um, but I loved the movie. Yeah. It was great. The plot was great. Uh, it still holds up today, too. Like, if you watch it today, it still holds up. Right. It, to me, I I still think that the the actual story that goes along with it, the creatures, um, David, the, the, you know, the main bad guy, like, the, the way he acted, how he battled back and forth with uh, Michael, like, that whole... Just that whole battle, that was amazing to me. Well, what I like about it, though, they didn't go with a typical vampire. They didn't make them wear, like, the uh, robes and sleeping coffins. They wear, like... I mean, they kind of went like, the Dracula team, like, new 80s. Yeah, but meaning, like, they didn't go with the classic style. They went with kind of, like, the biker emo... Well, yeah, they went, like, with, like, Dracula meets, like... I mean, you have to think about it. Like, if a vampire was to live forever and they were made, like, the 1800s, Mm-hmm. They would have to go along with the trends too, so like, you know, it makes sense. Like, yeah, you know. but I'm just saying for the movie. Like, I'm not meaning like going into depth of how long they've been alive. I'm just meaning for like. Movie, oh yeah, you meant like like a movie that's like, different from the rest of them. Because there was some vampire movies I know back then that weren't as good. Mm. Yeah, like there were good vampire movies like Fright Night, uh, Once Bitten. Like, those are great movies, but I feel like they go with the typical style of a vampire being, like, sleeping in coffins and, like, wearing the typical robes and shit. While in Lost Boys, they wear, like, biker gear. They sleep in a cave. They don't really have coffins. Mm. What you doing? Trying to look for that. Okay, so, like, I can't remember whose movie it was. Oh, here it is. I got it right here. Uh, it was 1998, the Vampires movie from 1998. It's called Vampires. Um, shoot, I can't remember who. John Carpenter's Vampires. Have you seen that? That movie's great. It's such a great movie. It's amazing. Um, it's cool because it, like, it's about vampire hunters more or less than about actual vampires. Um, it's uh, got a really good cast in it. Um it's got James Woods. He's like the, which is funny because all I can think about Family Guy when I think about James Woods. But James Wood is like the main, uh, he plays Jack Pro in it. And um, he's like the main vampire hunter. And they uh, hunt vampires. Um, Mark Boone's in it too from Sons of mm-hmm. Anarchy. There's quite a few really good actors that are in it um, who hunt vampires. And it's really cool. Um, it was re- actually released uh, around the same time Blade was released. 
So it might have been before Blade, actually. Sounds actually pretty awesome. August 21st is when Blade came out. And October, th actually, this came out right after Blade did. It came out October 30th of 1998. Blade came out in August. But again, that's pretty cool that there's that many cool vampire movies that came out then. But that's, that's like, let's get back to what we're talking about, though. Vamp like, movies um, and why they got us into horror. The reason that Lost Boys and, like, The Nightmare on Elm Street got me into horror, though, is that feeling, like, when I was younger and, like, you put in or you're watching a horror movie on TV, like, that feeling you get of, like, the hair standing up on your arms or, like, that really I'm scared feeling. Like, there's no other movie sequences that can do that for you, like... Yeah, there's those thrillers that sit you on the edge of your seat, but horror to me is longer lasting. Uh, it's 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 something that you have to enjoy, you know, at an older age. You know, you shouldn't show it to your kids, but there's a point of view that you know there's a part of you who can't wait to show it to your children. Like, man, I I love this movie. I can't wait to show it to them. Can't wait to see what they thought about this stuff. But you know, you have to wait till they get to that walk you know, right age, which makes it even more sweeter when they reach it and you get to watch it with them, so. I just want to touch on that. Like, horror is such a great feeling. Like, you turn off your lights and you're, like, already scaring the shit out of yourself without even watching the movie. Right. And it, it's just a shame that not a lot of people get a lot of awards for it because the, uh, the movie industry kind of looks down upon horror as it just being too gory and not, like, being over the top and not really following the guidelines of filmmaking sometimes. And I feel like that's why they don't do as well. You gonna drink this? No. No, yeah, that I am. You're gonna drink that? Yeah. You are not. Hell yeah, I am. No, okay, savor. Anyway. Can I savor it? Here savor it. No, no, no. I just won't. Let me have a drink out of it. Because I feel like you're just gonna not drink it. I am. I'm just not gonna be coughing and be like, talking like this the whole time. So, um, anyway. That's our twist on horror movies. My favorites, Dylan's favorites, and we're going to be moving on um, now. What do we have after that? That's it. Um, this is kind of a shorter episode, guys. Uh, we wanted to kind of just put another one out there. We've got... I think um, we should, what we should do is just one long episode and then have like a short one, you know? Mm -hmm. So that way it's not a lot of work on us. Like, I love editing these, but at the same time, doing an hour podcast takes me right. three hours to do. Right. This is going to take me about two and a half hours to do. Well, again, though, guys, we just wanted to, um, you know, we want to thank Dylan here. He does all the hard work. He edits. He puts all the music in it. Um, you know, he does a really good job. It's always fun doing this. I'm very proud to do this with him. I think this is one of the better ideas that he and I have come up with and it's actually sticking and we are into episode six here we're almost to 10 guys and we are actually designing the Facebook like we've talked about we're designing the Facebook and the YouTube as we speak um, we were gonna work on it today we might still after this episode is actually filmed depending on what time it is because I have a family to it's get okay. into I probably gotta leave but yeah. it's cool um maybe after work yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, I'm closing next. Eh. Yeah, anyway, we'll um, um, yeah, we appreciate you guys for listening. And um, Oh, I just want to throw a quick shout-out to Ryan for messaging me on Facebook. I really do appreciate it. Oh, um, of course. I'm Ryan's still waiting crazy. on his response on what he wanted us to talk about since he's been, like, a big follower since day one. And um, we also want to give a huge shout-out to the Sugar Shakedown, guys. Please give him a listen. 
Um, Nick is an amazing person. I love watching his tutorials on how to play the guitar. Um, he's a him and uh, the girl that does the videos with him. I don't know if that's his wife or not. Um, I don't know that much information about him. I just I know that I've really gotten into their music. I really enjoy watching them live. I think they're amazing. Um, hopefully we can get him on here and uh, talk to him a little bit about music and uh, get his grasp on some of the more jazzier side of things. Uh, country, rock, you know, see what, pick his brain about music. Um, to me, I feel like um, having him on here is going to be really fun and it'll be like a cool first interview for this uh, small podcast. So, yeah. Yeah. I also wanted to talk about like our future uh, projects coming up. Uh, I'm in the midst of writing the horror movie script for Bofoyak. Uh Brian's pre-read some of the pages already. It's amazing. It's really cool. It's really... I don't want to give. I don't want to actually talk about it too much on here. I just want to say that what I've read was very thrilling, and it made me actually want to act in the movie. Like it, his writing style is amazing. So thank you. But I can't do it without you and your property. Noise. Oh yeah, no, I'm shooting on my <laughs> property. Yeah. Um, but with that said, Brandon is actually a producer on this, and he's actually uh, acting. I would like to do more acting than producing because I have no clue what I'm producing. Produ- you're already producing, my dude. I have no clue what I'm doing. You basically like give me like the producer find like helps finds the property. Oh, to film on. I'm a producer. Yeah. Well, I that produced. Or scout would also. I be. produced. <laughs> uh, they also. I produced. They also fund the. Producer. I produced. They also pay for the. Whole I produced. Program. I'm done. They, I produced! So bitch! No, they actually pay for I them. produced! No, fuck you. Episode over, guys. I can't do this anymore. Seriously, guys. No. Thank you so much. I appreciate I it. I produced! You son of a bitch. Merch! No, I'm joking. Can I talk now? Go ahead. I'm done. I just want to... I'm, God, now you got me on my seat. We're wanting to know. I'm not going to do it again, I promise. Okay. I just want to say thank you to my family for listening and to all my friends that do listen and share a podcast. Right. Uh, to everybody that's new out there listening, I did look at our uh, analytics. We actually have people from Ireland that listen. Nice. Yeah, we have, like, I think one person from Ireland that listens. So thank you from Ireland and from Don't the United States. Sh- and the weird thing is, it says that we have a majority of women listening to us. Damn. Like, very small percentage is men. God damn. And now you have created a great vibe for our podcast. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, guys, seriously. <laughs> I like how you just changed life. Anyways, guys. Um, let's, get, let's get to this. Um, Please share. Next episode, we, uh, we are not going to give any details away from it. We know that the tournament first round is going to be on it, and that's all we've got for you. Um, do you have anything else? Uh, Close this out, my dude. I will. I just want to say thank you again to everybody that do listen, share, and like... You know, talk about us. We, we can't do it without you guys, and we do appreciate you taking time on your busy schedule. And this is, uh, let's give a good shout-out here. This is Dylan's first episode of him actually hosting the show. That's why it's really awkward, guys, okay? <laughs> That's why I was like, kind of, uh, welcome back to Drop the Hammer. It took me uh, four times to do it, because I just started laughing out of nowhere. Because I, I said, uh, I'm your cohort. <laughs> <laughs> he did a good job, and uh, yeah. Can't so do it without we'll you, going. Up top. Up top, my dude. All right. Um, with that said, guys, peace, love, and chicken and grease. Love and it. We'll catch you on the next one. Later, guys.
the potato. 